1: Can exhale at the same time to start our 420 up. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. 420. That looks great. That's awesome. That what tastes up? great. Yeah. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going so good. Happy.
0: <laughs>
1: <coughs> Happy 420.
0: Happy 420. Happy 420. Wow. Everyone listening. Happy, happy
1: 420, everybody. Happy
0: celebration of the most important day, the highest holiday. It's 420 all month. Yeah. And today is 420,
1: 2020.
0: 2020, So, yeah. Heck happy yeah. fucking 420.
1: That's what's up. Yeah. And we have such a doozy of an episode. Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. Welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and community.
0: And virtual hangs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Today, today's episode is like a community hang. We yeah. had so many people DM, email, text, voice record, and send us their um, their high story.
0: Their high high stories. Yeah, we just sourced some stories and and recipes and food thoughts from all of our friends and uh, and fans, and we got some doozies to share. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm really excited. To I need to one it. more hit. Yeah. What are you smoking? What is that one? This is
1: sugar top buttery mm. oh it's oh that's from the Oregon from Oregon yeah. they're one of the
0: cohort at the uh, the initiative oh yeah. cool! shout yeah.
1: out Amy Margolis
0: yeah and the initiative and all the great work that those guys do and Julia with sugar top buttery is awesome I met her at females to the front last year and she's a woman grower Uh, killing it in Oregon with sugar top buttery.
1: This is really good. Mm -hmm. I will say the one thing about this stay home that I had not adjusted to and expected yet is how often I would almost light my mustache on fire (laughs) when I light a fucking joint because I am a Afro hairy mess right now. And I... Fully expect my beard to go up in flames sometime.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't. Do you have, have you ever litten your beard on fire?
1: When I did a man on the street video for high times and the first joint I lit and I was nervous because, uh, you know, I didn't do many man on the street things yet. Yeah. And the first joint I lit, my hair got caught on fire. And I think we might have on the B-roll a guy being like, I think your mustache is on fire. And the rest of the time you see like white ash. And I was like so high, I kept smelling my mustache <laughs> the rest of the day. But wow. anyway.
0: Occupational hazards, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what can you do what can you do yo
0: yo this is so dope this is so nice this is what like I uh, we have done so many fun 420 things already yeah and now we get to hang and do our thing together this yeah. is the best this is um
1: before we get to everyone's beautiful stories uh can I just shout you out on air
0: oh uh sure yo Mary
1: Jane let me take a sip
0: Okay, I'll take a sip too. Oh man. Mm, That's a good combination. The white Tahoe cookies is really nice. Is it? Yeah. Who makes that? Um, Aloha something out of Humboldt. I chucked the doob tube away, but. Yeah, because you
1: don't need a doob tube if you're not saving the weed. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lovely hybrid. Um, You have culture on lock for Rolling Stone today. I woke up and checked a Rolling Stone because I knew you were writing some things, and two articles came out at rolling stone one about bicycle today today which is all about psychedelics and the second one is the like to me the essential 420 roundup about what to do on 420 so like you're covering cannabis and you wrote about psychedelics for rolling stone this weekend
0: oh man it was so exciting thank you so much i was so excited to get both of those pieces up um It was just really cool because uh the virtual 420 hangs like you know it's like this whole month was the biggest month uh, you know it hasn't been 420 all month since 1920 oh Um, oh duh of course (laughs) i was like how did you figure that out math (laughs) math yeah (laughs) and uh i don't know people were just so excited and everything you know had to move online so like figuring out what was cool and how to you know direct people to it there's one one or two that i'm really excited about but you can read about all of the cool festivals and things that are going on some of which we're a part of Mm -hmm. uh yeah Stone. And then the Bicycle Day piece was just like, I mean, if you don't know the story of Albert Hoffman, the sort of like scientist godfather of LSD, the man who synthesized LSD um, in 1938 originally, you just like go and read about him. He's like an incredible human. Yeah. yeah.
1: The article you wrote is um, like it encapsulates Bicycle Day in a very perfect picture. Uh, the part that blew me away more than anything is the quotes and the way that he speaks about LSD, the thoughtful... Understanding about something that he created and then had to unpack for himself to realize what it was. Yeah, it's very, very, very fascinating. The
0: title of the memoir that he wrote about his contributions to the psychic uh, psychedelic field uh, was called "LSD: My Problem Child." Like he definitely had a complicated relationship with it. Uh huh. Um, and it did, yeah, it
1: dissolves everything you think you knew, and then you're the only person who can kind of understand what you're trying to explain for such a long time.
0: Yeah, and so much of it is just about having respect for you know, really the spiritual aspects of it, which I didn't for a very long time. You know, like I think like a lot of people, I dropped acid pretty young for fun. Yeah, and, well know, that's how
1: weed is too, right? Everybody's sure. like, oh man, I ate like a thousand milligram edible and puked my bones out of my skull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then you realize that, you know, like what whether or not you're taking it for recreational uh, pleasure, it also has medicinal benefits. No matter what you do, like the distinction between recreational medicinal is pretty... There there isn't really one.
1: Well, the acid one or LSD is I'm trying to learn how to be a little bit more political with it so that politicians will listen to people like me. Uh Um, The thing with LSD for me is I've only tried it twice and I would like to try it a third time in nature because Mm. I wasn't in nature. And so right now my problem child is a little bit more problem and a little less childlike.
0: Right. I think that's a huge part of it is to go outside, you know, with any, with any like cannabis or psychedelic experience. For me, it's so important to be able to feel the wind and the sun and the elements of the earth because it's, it connects you to everything around you. And I don't think you can really do that when you're in co- like a concrete box.
1: That's honestly one reason I would like to have my period. Oh. Because like, I'd like to feel the moon a little bit more. I'd okay. like to feel connected to the earth a little bit more. Sure. And you know, we've talked about it. We have talked about it. And yeah. And when <laughs> you started- Without
0: context, it's a weird thing to say. But oh, that's ha- fair. <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> no but we have talked about it and uh it's definitely like one of the wonderful things about that cycle is you're you're truly in touch with the pull of the moon and the tides and the earth yeah yeah and it's pretty neat it, it is uh-huh it's fucking cool yeah. you want to get into
1: some stories i
0: so do i'm so excited to share some of these stories okay we're gonna try
1: and get through all of them but if we don't get through all of them we're gonna try and revisit as many as we can also yeah. yes uh yo Thank you all for... <laughs> okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sharing. So where do you want to start?
1: Um, I want to start with my homie Luke. Okay. Okay? Yes. He's One, he's a good homie. Two, uh, I've been on his podcast with Stuart quite a few times. I was mm-hmm. going to pull it up and give it a quick shout out, but I'm not prepared. Oh. Okay. That's all right. Hey, yo.
0: <laughs>
1: Mary Jane, help.
0: I don't oh, know. I'd help you. I can talk about... Um, what can I talk about? I ate some great chips or The last today. night okay. podcast... <laughs> cool
1: it's called the late night podcast with Stuart and Luke which is also a really good show that they did uh, late night at the Hollywood Improv Luke Schwartz is a shit he's the one who introduced me to Greer and now she's our friend oh hell yeah Uh, Luke is Marion Greer's sister wow okay so Luke's a great stand up Uh, he was he's he's got a comedy central thing that's popping so okay. anyway uh he wrote to me and he was like yo i have a stand-up clip about this but it's 100 percent true can i play it okay so i was going to play his clip okay all right follow him on instagram luke schwartz here's his clip i'll leave you guys with this uh, i just went to a uh, main uh on vacation with my parents um not to brag <laughs> Maine is boring as shit. There's really nothing to do in Maine. I remember uh, one time there was a, a lightning storm. It was at night, and so I was on the porch, watching the lightning, smoking a J, just hanging out, whatever. And my mom comes downstairs, she sees that I'm smoking, she's like... And I was like... You know? <laughs> and she goes back upstairs, and like five minutes later, I saw lightning strike. Like It was like 200 yards away, it was awesome. It was just like a huge explosion, you could feel it in your chest. All the windows in the house rattled my mom came running back downstairs said, what did you do <laughs> i just detonated the explosives i brought with me thought now would be a good time <laughs> is really slacking but she asked me that for a second you know i was high so for a second after i was like did i do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway i'm luke schwartz everybody <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I love that so much. I know that feeling too. Yeah. That you do So well. Yeah. Where you're like, that was absolutely something that I did with my mind.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I've made eye contact with people when walking past them mm-hmm. and then they tripped and I was like, I short circuited your brain. Oh
0: man. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love those games.
0: Yeah. The fluidity of like what you're responsible for and you know how you can sort of bend your brain around. I wish I was powder. Yeah. I think I'd use it for good if I was powder. Oh powder. God, that movie was so bad. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Damn! I can't argue. He was that. cool though. He, he was, was cool. cool. He was cool for sure. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, what's next? Who next? Well, Let's, it's another we one. So it's another people. powdery
1: one. It's another stand-up and a friend of ours, uh Connor Cacciatore.
0: Man. Cacciatore.
1: Can't pronounce it. I'm guessing. Cacciatore. Maybe. C A C C I. What am I? You're not going to be able to picture that in your head. Can you really? Okay. It's like
0: eight C's, four T's, a couple of O's, an L, an I, and an yeah. A. If it was like
1: a Scrabble word, it'd be worth like 128
0: points. It's a lot of points.
1: <laughs> he his one. He was like the highest thing I ever did was lock my apartment in college by pressing my car remote. So basically, um, <laughs> his neighbor saw him um, hit his car remote. Yeah. And wait, what? Um, because somewhere nearby, a car made a. Unco- oh, okay. So he locked his apartment and thought it locked his car. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I totally. got it. Yeah. So his neighbors saw it and they made eye contact and they was like, "Did you just lock your car with your apartment?" Because it turns out, as he turned the key to lock his apartment down there, you hear doo, doo, and somebody had locked their car at the exact same time.
0: That's. <laughs> Amazing. Again, I know the feeling. Yeah. I 100% know that feeling. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I butchered your story, Connor. I think that's fucking amazing. It's fucking awesome. That would have been the moment.
0: Can I tell uh, my friend Jordan's story? Yeah. Okay. Jordan says, um, I don't know if this will land without knowing my boyfriend, but some background. He's the kindest, most nurturing and caring and patient and caregiving partner ever. And I remember when I met Jordan, she was just getting together with him and she'd been through this uh, crazy like life-altering injury where he had to basically nurse her as they were getting to know each other back to health. A lot of strong choices there. Crazy injury, yeah. So she says, one weekend we were at his family's beach house and we split an edible that turned out to be way too much. Like, felt like I was having a bad trip level of intensity. So I walk into the next room and say his name in a whimper Pleading for comfort, and he shouts back at me in the shrillest, most fearful scream, wide eyed Don't look at me, lady. I got problems of my own. <laughs> I think he's like the nicest person.
1: Man, that's a deep honesty. Don't that look will at me, lady. Funny. I got
0: problems of my own. Oh my God. Yes, the awareness that a heroic dose of weed can bring to you yeah. is. Yeah, it's deep. It's intense. And then her, she shared her favorite stoner snack too, which is the most uh, stonerish munchie that she's made and have repeated is you let a slice of cheesecake sit out on the counter a little bit until it softens. And then you spread it on top of Nutter Butters. Wait, what? Like cheesecake. you're using
1: cheesecake as a spread? As a spread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stoned brilliance is that? Fucking That's brilliant. brilliant. Or it's like an ice cream sandwich, kind of, because the other, it, you can do it between two Tate's chocolate chip cookies. So it's a cheesecake. Oh, well,
1: Tate is like the most thin, perfectly crispy, buttery chocolate chip cookie. That's oh. the number one chocolate chip cookie you can buy. Oh. So I straight up agree with her. But wait. So, so put cheesecake
0: cheese- <laughs> between... <laughs> Two chocolate chip cookies. This is the best. I
1: would much rather have a rack of Nutter Butters, a knife, and my cheesecake perfectly spreadable and just sit there watching some nature documentary stoned out of my mind.
0: Sounds incredible. Yeah.
1: My dad, I was texting with him today and we were talking about snacks because I was told him we were going to do this. Uh And he was reminding me about how I only used to eat when I was really young. I used to only eat one thing and then I got tired of that one thing and I would just move on to another thing. And then when we went out to dinner, they would have to pack me a brown bag dinner of that one thing I ate. Otherwise, I would throw a fit, and I wouldn't eat anything, and I would cross my arms, and I would ruin an adult's only time to like feel like a part of society wow. because of my pickiness and uh yeah yeah super hard to please and I think it says a lot when somebody eats one thing because all I did was listen to Tool from like 2000 to 2000 and now uh you know and that's like the only band I listen to and then I move on
0: were you eating the one thing when you were listening to Tool probably like it was just chicken nuggets and Tool for like <laughs> yeah and writing years and like...
1: writing the word kill 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 over and over on wow. in a pen Because pen's permanent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's intense.
1: Yeah. It says a lot. Like, I wonder what that means when it comes to, like, relationships with people. Um, Do I, like, grab onto someone and hold on tight? And then I'm like,
0: okay, bye. I don't know. I don't know either. I would...
1: a lot to think about. Yeah,
0: it is a lot to think about. It's bending my brain. So, what kind of weed is this? Yeah. This what? is uh,
1: Chernobyl? It's called Chernobyl. Cool, because I feel it's like. burn it to the ground
0: melting. with radical honesty. Great. Okay.
1: Oh, my brother sent me his favorite snacks.
0: Oh, I want to hear. It. Yeah.
1: He His two favorite foods, he's never smoked weed, by the way. Okay. He, we, are, we are the yin and the yang to each other's yang and yin. Yep. And his two favorite foods one, turkey and cheese in a wrap and then put in the panini maker. Okay. No dips, no spreads. No mayo, wet, no mustard. Nothing. The cheese gets melted, supposedly, so that's the thing that glues it all together. He's he's in like super good shape, right? Yeah, he's ripped as hell and runs ultra marathons. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And then a ready <laughs> ready whip right out of the can.
0: Oh, fuck yes. That's <laughs> yeah. an, all day. Yeah, right? All day, any day.
1: That should be a 420 deal. Ready whip should lean in.
0: He could get high on the um, nitrous at the end, too. Oh, whip it it. A whip, a whip hit? Yeah. Whip it.
1: I've never done that either. Really? Yeah, I saw wow. it. I saw it happen in kids with those balloons. Oh yeah. And then I was like, "Ooh, that dude, Casper, turned purple and can't stop laughing." I don't it, think that's for me.
0: It's, it was never for me either. I have certainly um, seen lots of big parties with a tank in the corner where everyone's just having a like, tank a crazy time. A yeah, you get a tank of nitrous. Yeah,
1: like a beer keg, like a kegger, mm-hmm. but you're getting you have a tanker.
0: They're like the size of helium tanks that you would blow up balloons with, except they're filled with nitrous oxide. At a party? Yeah. What's that, like five bucks a dip? I have no idea. Uh, That's they a were just, good move. They were, yeah. I mean, there's a really infamous picture of the High Times staff sometime in the late 70s or early 80s on an airplane, I believe, with a huge nitrous tank. It's like a damn uh, it's it, it, in some circles it's a thing i mean i took nitrous when i was having dental work done and had like a crazy trip where i was like skiing in the alps so for real i get it mm-hmm. damn i was listening to rock off it was great <laughs> Yeah, it was really good uh, you didn't say it was so experience. cultured of a drug yeah well i was i was true i was actually listening to Rachmaninoff. off
1: oh okay <laughs> the
0: skiing part came with the high. i
1: woke up i could sing
0: opera <laughs> french <laughs> made sense very creative <laughs> um I uh, have a story from your friend Brian Julian.
1: Yeah, let's
0: hit that He That's the homie. wrote in that uh, So basically, I don't know even know if we said this But we just sort of said to everyone like, What are your funny 420 stories that we can share mm-hmm. um, So yeah, these are all over the map
1: Julian um, and I worked at Second City together Nice Chicago homie Every time he comes to LA, we kick it We, we had a really great meal Great oh, dinner yeah. at
0: MOD. I was there for the dinner we had uh, yeah. A couple years ago at MOD. Yeah, it was amazing was so good so he he writes uh, yo the only time I have seen Willie Nelson play I ate a gram of hash and four zanny bars I sat in mud most of the show heard I had a blast. <laughs> That's intense.
1: Heard I Had a Blast is a perfect summation of what I would want out of that Willie Nelson show.
0: Heard I Had a Blast. Yeah, that's the Zanny. That's not the Hash. That's the Zanny that will get you. Really? Yeah. How
1: about I'm getting Hash on Tuesday. Oh. Well, maybe a little Willie Nelson is in the future.
0: Heck yes. He's playing uh, all day, 420. He's got a live stream. Go, uh, called come and toke it so if you want to go kick it with willie nelson all the details are in that uh, rolling stone article
1: ding ding yeah nice i love sitting in the mud by the way you that do. feels so good okay you know what i mean i bet I, if i he- heard some like sweet acoustic willie and you know my butt felt nice in the mud i wouldn't mm-hmm. move either yeah yeah
0: i've always loved those pictures of the people at festivals like you know bonnaroo or glastonbury or wherever where they're just like head to toe mud i don't think i've ever actually had that experience covered in mud i've had covered in dust at have you Burning had puddle of mud Huh? Puddle of Mud? What about Puddle of Mud? Have you had that? What are you talking about?
1: Have you seen the Puddle of Mud covering uh, Nirvana for Sirius XM that happened last week? No. Yo.
0: What are you talking about? Can
1: we just play a snippet before we get to Carmen?
0: Really? <laughs> what are you doing?
1: It's what is... Easily the worst cover I've ever heard. Oh, no.
0: I don't want to hear a bad Nirvana cover. Oh, for
1: About a Girl no. by Puddle of Mud?
0: No. I'm <laughs> shutting that shit down. Okay, no, we're... I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> 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 Radical honesty in this white Tahoe cookies, everybody. Hell yes. That's what it does for you. Happy 420. Uh-huh. Well, Carmen wrote... <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Carmen Morales is a great comic. I went on the road with her, Billy Anderson, Anderson, and Armando Torres for The Gateway Show. We went all the way up the West Coast and back. And uh, and then Carmen got back and recorded a Netflix thing for Netflix is a Joke. She's yeah. a good comic. And she wrote, when I'm ripped, I love a fancy sandwich. One of my go-to's, seasoned cube steak, garlic, and herb goat cheese, spinach, and avocado on ciabatta. Oh. Right. Or, and then she's like, she's a very fancy sandwich haver. And then she goes, or pepperoni and caprese salami, Havarti cheese, olive tapenade, thinly sliced red onion, tomato pressed on focaccia. Her bread game is so strong. Ciabatta, focaccia. And then she goes, or, (laughs) she's so high. (laughs) Or, if it's sweet, I'm going for a croissant cut in half, toasted, peanut butter, banana, agave syrup, dash of cinnamon. By the way, mimosa is my new favorite strain because it pairs well with my breakfast in the morning.
0: Wake and bake, yes. Also, Carmen, you have the most specific sandwiches I have heard. I mean, ma- the Yapod guys, the yelling about pate guys, would like probably yeah like some of these sandwich combos. Oh yeah, a hell of a lot. I know <laughs> they- I do. <laughs> Carl. Carl just breaks through and he's like, did I hear Havarti?
1: (laughs) Let's talk about it. So it's a top cheese for me. Yeah, (laughs) Carl has it so funny. Yeah,
0: your focaccia needs to have the right size bubbles and the right size crisp.
1: Yeah, honestly, if it's a little
0: wet, that's great. It'll
1: sop it up and that makes it a lot easier to chew. (laughs) All right, man.
0: Hell yeah. So the seasoned cube steak one, yeah, fuck yes. I would just want to slice a tomato on there a little bit. Really? Oh, God, I'm so sorry I said tomato. I don't know why I'm doing that. Because
1: Molly Baz on Bon Appetit...
0: Is it because I got it from Molly Baz because yeah, she shortens everything? Yeah,
1: she's like, throw the potatoes in the oven, ah, a little salt and pep.
0: That's why. A little
1: tomato.
0: Fuck yes, because we just Baz. watched her video about the crispy smashed potatoes, which, by the way, everyone should make. Mm-hmm. It is the most delicious dish with like walnut, anchovy dressing, on a bed of sour cream. Brown <laughs> butter? Mm-hmm, no, nope. oil. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I hate that shortening everything. Who's the other one who does it? Uh, Rachel Ray? The internet? E-V-O-O, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Does Giada?
1: I don't know. I don't watch her.
0: I don't like it. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. I'm going to stop doing it. Sorry about the tomato. Okay. Last time I'll ever do that. But I you promise. want that on that sandwich. Yeah. I, I would
1: love to hear Carmen... Weigh in on why the tomato is missing from all of these. Oh no, it's on the second one. Yep. Yeah, I hate tomato on a sandwich. It's if it's too thick, it slides right out. If it's too thin, it's mealy. The whole thing for me is a unnecessary situation.
0: I feel like you just haven't had it right. That's what everyone
1: says until you have the right one, and then you're like, "All right, you're right." Yeah. But like, all right. Until you're right. then, I'm gonna be right.
0: Honestly, it's like we. But I'm like, right
1: right now. I'm right right now because I haven't had the right yet. So oh. at least can I be right?
0: No, because I, I was just going to say, it's like weed, you know, you talk to people who are like, I just haven't found something that works for me. I uh, like, there's something that works for you. You just truly have to, you know, like be willing to like go low and slow and, and, and try and dial your experience in, which I didn't have the opportunity to do until I got to California. Yeah.
1: You got peer pressured into just diving in the deep end with like out any like knowledge of how to swim.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Like when we had Annalise from Girl Cult on, and she was talking about how smoking with boys when she was a teenager, she was always like taking bong rips to the face and like getting too messed up, and then not enjoying her experience. So
1: and the dudes are like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, like
0: clear you. the chamber or whatever. It's yeah. like you know. So I mean, I don't want to compare your dislike of tomatoes to peer pressure in like weed circles, but <laughs> there is a right tomato out there for you, and you can find it. It just take time, and you'd be patient with yourself.
1: You're a tomato bully, <laughs> and I don't mind it. I'm just saying. You're a tomato boy. There's
0: something out there that will work for you.
1: <laughs> well, skipping ahead, because you were just talking about girl cult, mm-hmm. um, Sarah Benincasa had sent and said, what's weird is that getting high never affected me much. So I tried it a lot, but I either got cranky or fell asleep. And I've met a couple other people who are like that. And for years people would go, oh, you should try this or you should try that. And I'd be like, cool. And I'd try it, but I felt the exact same. So, you know, for her, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's not for me, but. That's okay, because I yeah haven't found the thing.
0: It's so true. I mean, I have plenty of friends who uh, just don't enjoy it, and they yeah. let me know, and they're like, you know, I've tried it, and it doesn't work for me. I'm like, that's totally cool, but I would encourage you to always be open to trying it again. Word. Perhaps. Perhaps.
1: Um, well, and all- also
0: not. If you don't want to, then don't. No peer pressure.
1: What about for me? Is there tomato peer pressure?
0: Um, I'm just going to get you a beautiful heirloom tomato and slice it. And put some salt on it, and serve it to you on a day when you're feeling good and it's sunny out. I'll take
1: a loose tomato. It's when it's part of a architecture of a fancy sandwich mm. that I'm against it. You give me, you know, some uh, what's it called? burrata yeah yeah with uh with all that yeah i'm all about a loose tomato
0: (laughs) are you like anti-burrata or something you know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's too bougie for you
1: it's just like it's like mozzarella with a monocle and i'm a little against that
0: yeah yeah it's so fucking good though it
1: is good but i'm like oh i only deserve the motts i
0: think it's more like the um the dessert of the cheese world you know okay it's like a loose creamy gush you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. um I wanted
1: to... real quick. Oh yeah. When I mentioned Sarah Benincasa, uh, she's a terrific author. She has a podcast. You probably already follow her, but it's at Sarah Benincasa, and she also wrote "Pray for Me." I just made banana oat yogurt chocolate muffins, and I don't know if they're going to rise. It looks like a disaster, but I do have hot pretzels, which are my favorite food.
0: Oh. Love a hot pretzel, right? With some spicy mustard.
1: Ha- has to be for me. Either yeah. that or orange cheese. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The nacho cheese like that you get spreadable? at Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you fill up a big gulp with that cheese, take it home, put oh. in the fridge. You got cheese unlocked for no. days. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> that just Fine. Sounds, What's next? That sounds like heartburn. Um. <laughs> next, we have a story from uh, sbverde Verde eight hundred five on Instagram. Okay. Who has okay? This is a, this is a read because it's a story uh, that involves a, a journey.
1: Do you want me to do an Eric Wilson one while you paraphrase it or do you want to dive in? Oh, do yeah, do the Eric Wilson one. All right, take a look. And here's Eric Wilson from Tender Friends Podcast. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Monday, we are on the Tender Friends Podcast with Eric Wilson, Michael Walker, and John Gabris. It is two hours of the hardest I've ever laughed. Mary Jane almost <laughs> peed. I started crying. It was two hours long full of chaos, full of things that didn't work the way they're supposed to, but we had a wonderful time. So check out The Tender Friends. And Eric Wilson's story was, in high school, he smoked a joint with his gym teacher and then went to a Mets game after. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What the fuck? In high school, I smoked a joint with my gym teacher and then we went to the Mets game. Oh, and then he writes... He didn't try and touch me or anything. We just kind of hit it off and became friends in class. He was like 24. Oh my god. That's crazy. (laughs) You know how cool I'd feel if I was friends with my 24-year-old weed-smoking gym teacher? Yeah. What a dream. In high school? Yeah. You're the fucking coolest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's better than what happened in my school. There was a math teacher named Mr. Chazen who ended up dating a 16-year-old. And then there was my hockey coach who got arrested after practice one night for sending nudes and trying to solicit our teenage cheerleaders. Oh. And then there was my hockey coach, (sighs) Ian something mckinnon or something at queenie you can look him up his name's ian he's a child molester oh and uh he he got arrested for that too but eric was just friends with his gym teacher yeah
0: good um (laughs) i had a guy who taught me when i was in theater school and i was 17 or 18 he had to be in his 40s he was one of my teachers and he like tried to send me a train ticket to come and visit him and stuff Mm -hmm. he sent me a whole love letter um about Uh, did you think that
1: you were in some jane austen novel full of
0: hope and romance i was creeped out as fuck he was like an old teacher and uh yeah it was so funny because like I had done this whole two-week workshop with him where I was wearing a skin-tight bodysuit the whole time and then he wrote this love letter about my body and how it looked in the suit and was like here's a train ticket come visit me (laughs) I'm tired of jacking off and I just (laughs) want to hang out with you I was like "Mm, no (laughs) Um, okay so this story from uh, SB Verity 805 uh, starts out with once upon a time my mom took my 15 year old self my 15 year old boyfriend and my 12 year old brother to Tijuana so in 1992 you couldn't get um, pipes or bongs on Amazon you had to go to a head shop Oh, okay Um, and actually Tommy Chong the reason he went to jail was because he would was busted for selling paraphernalia bongs were like fucking illegal to sell and shit so
1: so at 15 they're in tijuana so
0: at 15 they're in tijuana in 1992 and they found stone pipes galore and so their plan was to buy as many as we could and sell them at our high school palm desert high not only would we be popular we'd be rich (laughs) (laughs) so they buy the pipes they're driving in the car on their way back to Palm Desert and they stop at the border crossing. Do you have any fruit, firearms, or fireworks? And her mom shakes her head, no. But my, uh, oh, I'm not sure if this is a she or he who's writing this story, but my mom shook her head, no. But my brother, boyfriend, and I were a little too vigorous in our, no. So they search the car. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they found lighters, stilettos, the cache of stone pipes, and a treasure oh. trove of fireworks. No. So right then and there, all our 15-year-old dreams of being pipe-selling scions were dashed and went down in flames. We ended up <laughs> going back to Palm Desert and on to our next experiment, drinking bong water. <laughs> That's such a good story. Busted at 15 at the border with a whole trunk load of pipes. Oh, God. Man. <laughs> Bold. Bold moves.
1: Honestly, I would probably be that same kind of no.
0: Yeah, no. No. no,
1: especially those fireworks you were speaking of.
0: Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you no, don't have sounds... anything. It's like Carol Baskin when she's asked if they kill her husband in Tiger King, and she's like, "I'm no." It's like, <laughs> oh, you look so guilty. You look insane. Yeah, yeah. Carol
1: yeah. Baskin's calculated eye roll said it all.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows what happened,
1: but... We know what uh, happened. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Damn. Uh, shall That's we... That's such a good story. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So um, good.
1: Next one is my best friend in the world, Joel Hadley. Uh, Who's he's, been on the pod. He's been on the pod. He's the dearest friend. I watched the Blues win the Stanley Cup with him. He was going to come on the pod tonight, but he's watching the Michael Jordan documentary like any good human being who loves sports would be. He said his favorite snack, you know that Smart Pop popcorn? White cheddar Smart Pop?
0: Smart food, I think. Smart
1: food. It's yeah. a black bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his favorite go-to stoner snack. Oh,
0: so good. Right? Yeah. Those
1: kernels are all perfect. that has got to be a GM kernel, like a genetically modified kernel for that kind of perfection. I
0: think they have children standing at the line and just pulling out the burnt ones. I bet you're right. It's an army of children. Yep. Yeah.
1: With their tiny hands, they can get the kernel easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. Oh, smart food.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> his other snacks that he loves, uh, just moving on from that uncomfortable silence. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking about like child labor because of I, some delicious snack, and that just was, you know, I don't know where my head. Yeah. Why that happened.
1: <laughs> because you're probably right. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right.
1: Yeah. Well, um, his uh. favorite snacks. Our frozen OJ, because he used to make little popsicles in a cube, in a, as a kid. So he puts orange juice in an ice cube tray and then pops out the frozen OJ cubes.
0: That's not a snack. <laughs> That's not a snack. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> what makes? Why isn't that a delicious snack? I don't know. That's like a mouth experience, but I don't feel like a snack has to like on some level satisfy more than just your taste buds. It's like, got it.
1: If I'm rolling, this yeah. sounds amazing. Okay. Like and ice-cold cube of orange juice in my mouth to roll around while I'm rolling. Okay. Sounds incredible. Okay. But you're right. When I'm stoned, like I'm not looking for sunflower seeds that I'm opening like one every 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, and and it's just frozen orange juice. So it's just the same thing as saying my favorite snack is a sip of cold orange juice. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, but that's not a snack. (laughs) That's just... Orange juice that's in solid form, and then it turns into liquid. So I don't know. It's just a snack. It's just, it's not not a snack. snack. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, like, if I were ever to make a list of my favorite (laughs) snacks, one of them would never be a frozen cube of orange juice, Joel. What the hell? Like, cheese and crackers, you know, if I want to be bougie or like, if I want to be healthy, I would say like an apple, but you know. Good Lord. Not
1: apple juice. No,
0: not a mouthful of apple juice, <laughs> like a whole apple. <laughs> that's a snack. That's a snack. That's a healthy snack. Okay.
1: Oh, man. Do you want to do the
0: next one? Yes. Anonymous says, when I was in college, we went camping, properly spirited. Oh, that's such a lovely way to say it. Walked through a creek in the woods and chilled on a bank. Someone built a drift, a pyramid of driftwood and filled it with joints. Take one and leave one. Rule of the road. That's just lovely. Isn't that awesome? And it makes me think of the uh, the rules of thumb. There was an email that uh, I got today that was about the four principles and the 20 rules of thumb. For, for 420. Stoners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can share it in the show notes. It was actually really lovely. You read it? I did read it. Cool. I don't have it in my brain but I'll share it on the page.
1: The spirit in its heart was proper. Yeah, it's, yeah. Re- yeah, it's
0: all about honesty I love take one, leave
1: one, man. Yeah. As a rule of the road. Yeah. Completely agree.
0: Absolutely. It's yeah. like that cache you were talking about, you know, explorers, when they do that and they're, you know, venturing afar, they, like, leave little caches of food.
1: That's the other game I play to bring this to the beginning of the podcast where, like, <laughs> Connor unlocked his car with his apartment and everything. The uh-huh. other game I play is, like, if I find... You know, anything on the ground. One, if it's a tails up penny, I always flip it over so it's heads up so that the next person who finds it gets good luck. Nice. You know, because yeah. every time you find a penny or something, it feels fun. Yeah. You don't expect it. It's huge. So if it's heads up, even better.
0: And if you pick it up when tails are up, you're not supposed to do that.
1: I hear it's bad luck. Okay i heard that from a friend
0: Hmm. yeah yeah you know what i mean i have my little things like that for sure yeah yeah so okay Okay. (laughs) yeah Um, that's a good one properly spirited anonymous it is lovely we have so many more stories i know we're not gonna get to everything today let's do the other ones on wednesday or some shit yeah let's i mean it's 420 all month so i feel like we can drop you know a few of these fucking gems oh for the next couple weeks you know okay um cool well we've been going for uh, not too long. Okay.
1: Okay. So the next one is from one of the best people we both know, Sam. Well, I'm sorry.
0: Yes. He, okay. Sam. I'm, I know Sam.
1: I know, but I didn't know if you would think he's one of the best. Oh, no,
0: yeah. No, he's one of the worst.
1: <laughs> Absolutely
0: terrible. Terrible person.
1: That's why I'm reading this one. <laughs>
0: Another, uh, we could, uh, you can listen to our interview with him too. Yeah. yeah. He has a
1: fascinating story. He almost died. He has Crohn's disease. He's one of the best chefs in the country. Um, yeah. Uh, the Crohn story about him bleeding out. And not bleeding out and surviving. Yeah. And then bouncing back better than ever. And now he cooks for some of the most powerful people in the world. Mm -hmm. Sam Knuckles, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible at Instagram. Never posts great person yep that's awesome, awesome chef awesome chef with a story so when he was at his best friend's bachelor party and it was they were uh, in kern on the kern river at this big big lake house and it was all their closest guy friends and they're smoking drinking eating a bunch of mushrooms and his contribution of course was to like do all the cooking and everything yeah. for every meal so the first night he's like watch this motherfuckers and he took a bunch of weed and he used a small pot of butter he had no idea what he was doing and he infused it and then the next day he made scones and the butter had turned dark green and very Ooh. interesting smelling. Yeah. And uh, so he figured, why not? I should, oh, wait, let me back up. The butter that he infused mm-hmm. was weed and mushrooms because there was like leftover shake in the bag. So he was like, fuck it, I'll throw it in the butter. What the fuck? And so then <laughs> with that butter, it turned dark green and then he made scones with it. And then the scones were an even deeper green. So he was like, these are my Hulk scones. Check out these Hulk scones. And then they all ate them and they were like, oh, these are great. They're herbaceous, they're light, they're flaky, you're such a good cook. (laughs) And the next day they were so high that they ended up just laying down on the ground in the house with the windows open at the lake and just being so high out of their minds. And he's like, everybody was kind of over it, but kind of it was the best bachelor party that I've ever been a part of.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> like kind of, yeah, the most relaxed yeah. probably if some of them had felt in a while, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a good bachelor party. I would do I would do a lake house over like some strip club extravaganza. Oh,
0: definitely. I went to a bachelor party in Atlantic City that I was just talking to a friend about and I like somersaulted backwards off a of bed while trying to smash a pinata with a champagne bottle. And it was like <laughs> Wait, not... that true? Yeah. That's an insane sentence. It was, yeah, it was not a healthy time. I'd much rather go to a lake house. Yeah. <laughs> like eat a bunch of weed and like lie on the floor no <laughs> doubt Sounds much y- better
1: yo sam should fucking make those hulk scones for keeps and start yeah. slinging them out of his goddamn place with his fiance. i'd stop by and buy a pair of social distance hulk scones
0: hell yes right that'd be yeah i mean probably too much for me actually to be honest but
1: what, mushrooms and weed and yeah, one scone that's
0: a lot it's, it's hulk that's a lot wow <laughs> man I love um, it. what's next uh oh i'm trying to see uh oh uh, lauren Oh, shit. So Lauren shared this uh, along with a video. So the story is, I was high on mushrooms at a friend's DJ set. And as we closed down the club, I was feeling very friendly. We were walking out past a couple uh, outside, smoking some very fragrant weed. And she says, hey, are you guys smoking weed? And he says, yeah, you want some? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so (laughs) she takes a huge hit. And she says, maybe not realizing how big a hit because my lungs were psychedelic air balloons, or maybe it had something to do with not knowing what I was smoking, but that shit knocked me on my ass so hard and so fast. As I got into the passenger seat of the car, I realized I was just a tiny voice locked inside my head and I had lost complete use of my face muscles and was trying my hardest to make them work. And there's a video that goes along with this that I can't share, but you can't she, no, but she said to me and it was like, uh, Her fiance now fiance took it over her and she's just like not able to work her face muscles Can you do
1: an impression because it's not the actual video?
0: Not really. It's like she just can't quite make her mouth say the words that she's trying to say to for, to like, like for like for like ten or fifteen seconds, and then she kind of comes back to um, earth and yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want that weed—the kind that makes my skin soft.
0: I mean, it was. She said, "I think the combination of the mushrooms and the weed, like powerful weed, from with like a giant hit." So yeah. Damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've seen the video and it's really funny. She's very cute. Yo, yeah. Oh man, that's so good.
0: Yeah, she's a cutie pie.
1: Sorry to put you on the spot and be like, "You do it. Will you do a voice for me?"
0: No, that's okay.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: I didn't I, I didn't know how to do that one.
1: I know, but also like it's not fair to pimp somebody into like, "Hey, you do the thing." And then it's like <laughs> putting you on the spot and I'm like, "Yeah." Like <laughs> sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> Nobody needs that in their no
0: life. No worries. I just didn't know how to do it because I can't I've, I haven't watched the video enough.
1: I mean, if we're going to be brutal honesty, I just want to apologize. Okay. You know what I mean? Accepted. Cool. Thank you. Do you oh, well, we're doing the next one together.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. I'll read Doctor.
1: Okay, perfect. Okay. I'll read me. Okay. So Alex Hooper is at a fantastic fantastic stand-up comedian he's also a really talented uh is it slack walking yeah the Where slack like, line yeah slack mm-hmm. lines yo it was so cool he did comedy on a slack line in front of the hollywood improv and nobody's ever done slack line comedy before alex Hoover is fucking funny and talented
0: it was intensely fun to watch yeah right. And he was wearing like a crazy cool outfit too yeah, yeah. he's yeah. fun as hell uh-huh. a rainbow leotard yeah sign me up <laughs> it was great come on yeah he probably has two because you know why not yeah you have multiple like if you have one rainbow leotard leotard your whole closet's fun that's for sure
1: yeah i'd watch that show fun closet
0: oh yeah totally fuck yes i would totally watch that yeah because it's not celebrities
1: because no. it's like we get it you have many things that are yeah uh cool
0: it's just like yeah come over to my house and look at all the weird shit i have yeah yeah
1: that's much better fucking okay so alex had been in california for about a week and then he wanted to get his medical marijuana card he was fresh off the boat from baltimore and he was like nervous as hell about how to from, get it
0: boat from baltimore Fresh off the boat from Baltimore, isn't that like fresh off the train, or fresh out of the car? <laughs> How do you take a boat here from Baltimore?
1: You probably just take the Missouri River and then cut across to the uh, like some cool tributary.
0: Okay, <laughs> sorry to derail. I was just like <laughs> never heard that saying. Well, what kind like, of boat are you picturing? Fresh off the boat means like I. That's sort of like from a from another shore. Yeah. Yeah. So, Baltimore. fresh off the. Have you been to Baltimore? <laughs> no, I never have. Okay, okay yo, point taken. That's point a sure. Okay, All right. got you. Okay, cool, cool. So
1: he was walking in to get his medical marijuana card, and he was super nervous because he wasn't sure if he was going to have the right answer to get his medical marijuana card. Right,
0: the qualifying conditions—they're very real.
1: Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. And so he took one look at his doctor, who looked—he said straight up like Albert Einstein sitting be- behind a desk. And this is verbatim how the conversation went, starting with Mary Jane as the doctor.
0: Why do you feel you need cannabis?
1: Oh, uh, I broke my knee a few years ago while rollerblading, and it still hurts.
0: That's wonderful. <laughs> That's Any, wonderful. Anything else?
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, we can break it down in a second. Will you say that
0: again? That's wonderful. Anything else?
1: Wonderful. I'm sorry, we'll get there, but like wonderful right there. This doctor's. Do the I'm scene. Sorry. Do okay. the
0: scene. S- That's wonderful. Anything else?
1: I have eczema. But I don't think oh, that...
0: Oh, yeah. Let's write that down. And?
1: I used to suffer from severe depression. But again, You know what I cures not...
0: depression? Being high. Congratulations. You qualify. <laughs> now, before you go, I'd like to talk to you about the magical powers of psilocybin. <laughs> Are you familiar with mushrooms? Yeah. Can you prescribe those? No. But I'd like to tell you a little about the time I took a whole ounce to attempt to cross to the other side. What? And at this point, I guess Alex says, he took me down a Peabody, a Mr. Peabody and Sherman style rabbit hole talking to me about how you can visit other dimensions without damaging your brain permanently. Not going to lie. I think he'd already gone too far and hadn't actually come all the way back. (laughs) (laughs) I will say when I, did you get a medical card when you moved here?
1: I absolutely did.
0: Did you have an experience with a a prescribing doctor? He was wearing cargo shorts. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy was on the uh, boardwalk in Venice, and he was, you know, like yeah, Hawaiian shirt, just old as hell. Yep, um, didn't really want to know too much about me, but you know, I I signed a bunch of paperwork and got a card, and that felt really cool. It did. Yeah,
1: this dude was selling mushroom timeshares.
0: Okay, like timeshare <laughs> for your brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. It's <laughs> totally insane.
1: Like the wonderful where I hurt my knee. I broke my knee. That's wonderful.
0: That's wonderful. He's so tripped out. It's so crazy too, like the you know the fact that like there is this distinction between recreational and medical. Like the the reality is, you shouldn't have to get a prescription for something that just you know helps you so many ways. Yes, true. Yeah,
1: true, true, true. So we're lucky to we talk. In a- the more you're talking about how medical versus recreational Mm -hmm. is a blurred line of bullshit political hoopla that's what I'm taking from it
0: well it was definitely you know it wasn't like the medical marijuana movement was an incredibly real thing that you know was pushed forward because of the AIDS crisis in San Francisco and it really helped so many people and that was what opened people's minds up because they were seeing people get real relief but the reality is you know people have used it recreationally and medicinally for fucking centuries and there was no distinction really some people take it as a you know Mm -hmm. a treatment and some people take it to like relax
1: and some people have medical issues but but they take it recreationally because it's easier to access.
0: They buy it on the recreational market. Yeah, they're like patients who shop on the recreational market. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a blurry old distinction that maybe needs to go away and everyone should just be able to buy it if they want it.
1: Oh, yeah. And also psilocybin.
0: Um, Oh, yeah. So can I read Zoe's story? Yeah. Okay. So Zoe Wilder actually posted about this on her Insta and you can read the whole post there. But basically, it's a story about going to Amsterdam and taking mushrooms and they walked around the whole city and did all of this crazy cool stuff. They sat on giant penis chairs in the sex museum and they went to the local movie theater and had cold Grolsch, which is like the most delicious Ooh, beer. yeah, I mean, it Cold Grolsch when it's, you're tripping.
1: It's kind of a lightly colored crisp, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so
0: good. Um, anyway, she says at the very end she was, um, oh, so there's kind of like a whole week of doing this, like running around Amsterdam. And she said, at some point at the end of the week, I found myself having a defining moment, the defining moment of my life. As I sat in the coffee shop, my tummy fluttered while the wallpaper breathed, and the scent of hash circled around my nostrils and filled my lungs. I surveyed the scene in slow motion, and when my head turned left, I noticed a bathroom with big metal chains hanging down where a door should be. Men stood there peeing, their asses grinning back at me. It was in that very instant I realized we're all simply shitting, eating, breathing animals. I found supreme comfort in that knowledge, still do, and immediately I was one with the world, less alien, more connected whoa yeah at zoe wilder i mean follow her follow her follow her her posts are damn gorgeous and psychedelic and and she's such a connector and an amazing friend so
1: wow yeah that's amazing
0: yeah she's very cool yeah she is
1: she um she what's the guy's name the synthesis doctor for lsd Oh, Albert Hoffman. Albert Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she posted a picture on her IG today that was like this beautifully trippy, like, I don't know, she just looked like a model in the universe. Yeah, yeah. shot by
0: uh, our friend Caitlin Perry. Oh, really? Yeah, Caitlin took the photograph and then there was a digital artist who um, made it uh, move. It's this beautiful, trippy painting, visual, um, I don't even know how to describe it. That's um, yeah, a moving piece. Yeah. Yeah digital artwork I don't know (laughs) Sorry, my cat and dog are also trying to get into a fight right now so I'm distracted why are your animals so angry they're fucking crazy I need this dog needs to go for a walk really yes that's the thing he is like out of his mind yeah, they don't understand what's going on. Yeah, the cat is stressed fault. out because we're like I'm here all the right. time, and my dog is stressed out because he hasn't been off leash in a month. So,
1: well, how much longer do you want to get going? We have so many stories we can go through. We I, should I know. do we should do two parts of this.
0: Let's do two parts to this and share some more on Wednesday. Um, I'd like to read one more. Okay. Uh, that uh, came in uh, from someone named Cherry Pickin <laughs> on Insta. C H E R R E Y.
1: Wait, on your IG or or the it was in Grub. the and Grub
0: DMs. Oh cool it's short it just says after some butt stuff it seems like a good idea to use a topical rub on my sore parts wasn't it was mentholated though <laughs> <laughs> all the best guys <laughs>
1: oh man
0: yeah um have you have had that experience okay like not with a weed topical uh, but with Tiger bomb.
1: With Tiger bomb? Yes. On your...
0: On my puss. Really? hmm I
1: don't know why I
0: said puss. What the fuck is wrong with me? What do you wish you said? I said pussy. Yeah. I shortened it. Yeah. I don't know why. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine brain. Yeah. Um, At least you
1: didn't say quar brain. <laughs> quar bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no. No. Oh, no. Um, Wait, so
1: will you say more about mentholated pussy, though? Like that on your, especially after like anal, I can only imagine. Oh my like, god! Like the, the soothing relief of searing mint.
0: Well, yeah. Have you ever like had mint, like menthylated anything on your intimate parts? Yeah, I
1: brushed my penis with my toothbrush. Oh,
0: cool, cool. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I have. Like, if I've gotten like. Some like amazing head, but um, like they had just like used mouthwash before.
0: Oh, and that was
1: like tingly and fun and pretty crazy and cool.
0: Feels minty, right? Feels
1: mint, yeah. It's weird how you can, like, it's it it's weird. Feels minty, it feels minty, yeah. Yo, uh huh, that's crazy. It's crazy
0: that you can feel something that's mint- yeah, that mentholated cool, yeah. Um, yes, I've, yeah, I just, you know, what. When- when i was a teenager i think i had someone try to use tiger balm on me in a sexy way and i was just like what (laughs) no (laughs) wait like chocolate syrup sure yeah yeah it was that kind of time where you were like you know anything like that was even remotely like more than over the pants and under the sweater kind of stuff it felt like really radical um and so i think he was just yeah he thought like tiger Bomb was like a move um and it was not
1: i could see him just clapping his hands and rubbing them together like
0: yeah she's gonna love me yeah yeah it was yeah he ultimately that that boy who was like we were both in the like mid to late teens he uh broke up with me for a stripper oh yeah yeah so he was like he was really wanting to push his own boundaries Uh uh-huh totally
1: and for him I was Tiger like 16 with you. yeah right. and
0: then he ended up dating this like 22 or 23 year old stripper who was like insanely hot and it made me feel it's crazy I bet yeah yeah totally yeah
1: and all you got out of that was a
0: minty pussy yeah with some tiger balm like that (laughs) mentholated and i was like not for me thanks so much for trying anyway (laughs) nope (laughs) uh but now there are all these wonderful weed products that if you're into uh you know and you want to experiment with weed in the bedroom there are a ton of like topicals that you can introduce and suppositories too which i've been enjoying yeah. Or not enjoying, but they're like offering me some relief So sure. suppositories that when you put them in
1: your butt, you get high?
0: I don't put them in my butt and no, they don't get you high. It's um, oh. for localized, like for pelvic pain and um, menstrual cramp relief, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. It helps. Uh, okay, cool. You can put it in your butt too. There's um, one that's called Explore from Foria that is specifically designed to um, help with uh, anal play, to relax you and promote blood flow and everything. Huh. Yeah. Fucking for you It's wild. Okay. The things that are out there. Yeah, good. There was a joke when I used to work at High Times. They would come up with like funny weed products that at that time didn't really exist. And their idea for I can't remember whose joke it was, but I'll credit it to Danko. Uh, it was uh, called High Up the Butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <laughs> good like, one. We'll make weed depositories <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. You make me think about. I
1: was like so sexually awkward when I first started having sex, but everything I'd seen on TV and in the movies showed me what I thought I was supposed to do. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it'd be one thing. It's one thing if like my dad sat me down. He's like, so penis, vagina, sex, pregnancy, baby, parents. Like it's one thing to sit down like that. Yeah. It's another thing if he was like, so when you make a knot to tie your wrists up against the headboard, you know what I mean? Nobody has that conversation. So when I thought, oh, I'm going to try tying a girl up because that's something I saw in the movies. Holy shit. I I was so nervous. Like you got to commit to that shit. Wow, and did you, you like show
0: up with a cord in your pocket like a no. fucking
1: creeper? What the fuck? Yeah, I was wearing my sexy lef- leather gloves. <laughs>
0: I had a trench coat on. a trench coat. Nothing underneath. Raining. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to hear the I story. I asked her I'm to sorry. come to
1: my trunk. I wanted to show her something. No, and there was a rope in there. And then I asked, do you want me
0: to... Too creepy. This and I'm is- sorry I, I derailed you. No, but no, no what- but, How did
1: it go? Um, Terrible. Because like I was too nervous to like tie the knots. And I was like, how are your wrists? your wrists okay? Like you got to like pull it hard so that they go and it's a little bit too much that you have to dial it back a bit like you got to push the limit and Flex against the finish line.
0: Yeah, testing boundaries test is sexy as hell. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You
1: got to test it if you're going to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous, and I may as well have asked her to put her finger up on the like yeah,
0: thing could you tell so this? I could like nod it, for yeah. it. it was a nightmare. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you got better at it. Uh,
1: I, I really, because of that experience. I mean, yo, I'll try it again. Uh-huh. And I think now that I know more about me and more about people and how to connect and have like good sex, then yeah, I would try it again. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely a turn off from trying it after that.
0: I can only imagine that it yeah just so tying up s- s- someone nervously just sounds like a, a real nightmare <laughs> it's like, yeah. I had a weird experience where some guy was trying to test my boundaries though and kind of didn't acknowledge mine and he did this crazy thing where he like put his hand around my throat and he like kind of choked me and he was like who's in Whoa. and I was like what are you talking about and he just wanted me to like do some like deep super honest stream of consciousness moment with him where i would tell him like my deepest secrets or something
1: Ooh, that sounds sociopathic
0: yeah it was it was creepy and gross wait so um,
1: his his get off fetish was like hearing your deepest secrets while in an intimate moment yeah Ooh, that's a vampire it's fuck weird that. right fuck that
0: yeah i never saw him again
1: no he fluttered like off into the night through your window after <laughs> that. are you fucking kidding me yeah Fuck him. Not so much. How did that. you feel about chocolate syrup and like whipped cream?
0: Oh, um, never really my thing because they're sticky and then you're not slippery and sliding around. So I don't, I was never really into introducing food into sex. I have yet to experience Like something like sharing a bite of cold apple and passing it to someone by the mouth Ooh. that's hot or like a strawberry or a peach or any of those kind of like juicy things. But on the body, mm. And I don't want to drink chocolate syrup. (laughs) That's just a weird... No, so I guess uh, I'm not really into food in the bedroom. Like keep it separate. Yeah, hey,
1: you made a peach sound pretty sexy to share across a bite.
0: Oh, cold peach when you're like both biting into it and then you both have peach juice on your lips. It's yeah, Joel
1: screaming at the top of his lungs, listening to this right now. He's like, "That's what I'm talking about." That's
0: <laughs> oh, what I'm yeah. trying to get across. I'm not calling it a snack, though. It's not a snack. It's just a sexy moment in your mouth.
1: Damn right. <laughs> Do you want to dip and we'll do this again? Yes. Cool. Happy 420, everybody. Thank you. We obviously didn't get to them. We got a fucking lot. Um, I don't know. How many pages are here? Nine? Yeah,
0: we got not even halfway through. Yeah. So we've got way more to share. Uh, great stories. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 420 all month long. So we'll be bringing you stories from our world about weed and food and um, talking to interesting folks. We've got some great interviews coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I'm pretty
1: excited to talk to somebody I... Uh, I've known... Of yeah. Since my childhood.
0: Fucking heavy hitters. How about And it? also, if you're listening, well, hopefully you're listening to this on 420, happy 420 again. And we also have a uh, 420 podcast festival show that we're doing in conjunction with I'm Too Fing High. Yeah. Listen to our F with them. And also, uh, Great Moments in Weed History. Hell yeah.
1: Abdullah and Bean.
0: And so, uh, the three pods are getting together to do a YouTube live stream show starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it'll live on YouTube, and we'll drop it on our channel and we'll share all the fun with you harry
1: mack is our guest yes harry mack hip-hop yeah fucking juice shouted him out on sway in the morning recently and he was like harry mack might be the best rapper freestyle rapper alive so yo if juice is co-signing it on sway man fuck man
0: that's crazy and so true yeah (laughs) it is also fucking true yeah
1: yeah what up so peep that tomorrow we're gonna be cooking a dish and rapping with harry mack ah can't wait uh all right we good
0: I think we're good. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, your cat's about to freak out. Let's go. Bye, everybody. Okay.
0: Bye.